This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 53. As we have continued our exploration into the emotions that we feel and the impact it has in our lives, I hope that you've had a chance to use some of the thought explorations from the last few weeks. What are some ways that we can connect to the emotions that we're feeling and ask ourselves with curiosity and compassion, what does this mean in my life right now? What is this emotion telling me? So far, we've discussed overwhelm, disappointment, frustration, and contentment. And today, we are going to talk about the indulgent emotions in our life and how they keep us stuck. So I hope you're ready to explore your mind. I also would love to ask a favor of all of my listeners. As I was getting ready to record my March episodes, I realized that it's been over a year since I started this podcast and we are now on episode number 53. This has been truly a labor of love for me. It has had its own set of growth challenges and opportunities for me to really expand where I am and learn a whole new set of skills, explore content, and even explore my own mind to make sure that what I'm bringing to you is truly valuable. So I hope that you've enjoyed it. And I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review for me, because this is a way for me to also expand the reach of this content so it can help more people. It can provide a way for for all of us to explore how can we understand ourselves better? How can we create clarity in our life and evaluate what are the things that are keeping us in overwhelm, feeling stuck, feeling like we're not making any progress? How does burnout play into that space with physical, emotional, mental exhaustion? And what are the tools that can help us get out of that space? What are the tools, including mindfulness, habits, and productivity, self-love, self-compassion, the thought model in understanding ourselves, guided journaling, all of the things that I share in this space really provide it as a gift of love from me to you. So I hope that you will consider leaving me a review so I can continue to do this work and make sure that this knowledge can be shared as widely across the globe as possible. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Now, getting back to our topic of today, which is indulgent emotion. Indulgence is allowing 
allowing enjoyment of something that you desire, that you enjoy, that provides comfort and pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We all like to enjoy that occasional indulgence, things that gives us pleasure. But it's important to know that staying in a space of indulgence, perpetually connected to that, does not serve us. So an indulgent emotion is an emotion that is comfortable, that feels familiar, and often feels true. But unfortunately, it is also an emotion that keeps us stuck. So it doesn't give you the result that you actually truly want. Some of the indulgent emotions that we're going to discuss today is doubt, confusion, overwhelm, which we discussed um, a couple of episodes ago, but we'll briefly touch today. Worry, exhaustion, and busyness. These are emotions that keep us busy. It makes us feel like we're doing something productive because it really keeps our mind and often our body active doing things, but those actions aren't connected to our ultimate goal or the ultimate result that we're trying to create. And oftentimes, indulgent emotions keep us feeling like a hamster constantly running, constantly thinking, but we're not getting anywhere. And when I realized that some of the things that I was doing, some of the emotions that I was feeling and the actions that I was taking from that space was really not getting me anywhere other than feeling exhausted and feeling like I'm super busy running around doing stuff, but I'm not getting the results that I want. It was a huge mindset shift for me to understand that I could let go of these emotions. Often these emotions evolved to keep us safe. Thinking about something, right? Giving it some thought, some analysis, that's very helpful. But when you overthink and you worry and you doubt yourself, then that is not helpful. Considering our options and evaluating what's the next best step is helpful. But allowing confusion and overwhelm because of all the things, all the data points that we feel we need to consider are not helpful. Being productive with our time and utilizing it efficiently is helpful, but overworking to the point of exhaustion and staying in the state of busyness that we don't even have time to consider is what I'm doing really necessary or am I just doing it because someone asked me to, or am I just doing it because I think it's expected of me, or am I just doing it because it somehow showed up on my to-do list and I have no idea how, right? If we're so busy that we don't have time to consider what we're doing, then we are not helping ourselves live our best intentional purposeful life. So today let's explore what an indulgent emotion feels like. How can we recognize it? And ultimately, what are these emotions telling us and how can we move beyond them? Now, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about overwhelm and I would recommend that you go back and listen to some more of the in-depth analysis on factors to be considered for it. But to give a basic definition here, overwhelm is when your internal resource are felt to be inadequate to manage the expectations or needs on your resources. And the resources include things like your time, your energy, your focus, your and, and finances. So as discussed previously, when we think that we need to do 20 things, but our resources are adequate to do five, and we spend all our time, all our energy in the space of overwhelm, trying to figure out how to get it all done, 
on how to make it all work, we really lose the opportunity to move forward with the five that are important to us. And next week, we'll be talking about the emotions that help you rise and take action. And one of those emotions really is having clarity, really understanding what is it that is important and taking action from that space of clarity. So I hope to connect with you there. But coming back to overwhelm, when we feel overwhelmed, oftentimes it feels familiar. It's a space where a lot of procrastination is born. It can even feel like, of course, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much to do. Maybe this is not the best time for me to move forward with my dreams, with the things that I want to do, with applying for that promotion, with making changes in my family, with starting a new business, whatever it may be that is coming up for you that you want to do. But the thought of all of the steps, all that is involved in it, starts generating thoughts in our mind, thoughts of self-doubt. This is something that I can do. Maybe fear, maybe, maybe some worry and anxiety. And as you start thinking more and more, and this feeling of overwhelm starts to blossom, then the action that comes up is actually inaction. Oftentimes, indulgent emotions create this space of inaction. And as you can imagine, not taking any action keeps you stuck and does not create the result that you want to see. The next emotion that I want to explore is confusion. So confusion is, is essentially not having clarity. It's not being able to think clearly or have the answers that you're looking for. Some of the things that come along with it are maybe difficulty paying attention, making decisions, staying focused, feeling like there are details that you can't quite connect together. And all of these indulgent emotions can connect to each other. So overwhelm and confusion can happen together. Confusion frequently leads to indecision, which is another indulgent emotion. And one of the common factors that deep-rooted fear with confusion and indecision is really the fear that something is going to go wrong. That if there's a choice that is made, that could be the wrong choice. And what if the other one is the right choice? So how do you know you're making the right choices? Know that the choice you're going to make isn't going to lead to all the failure, isn't going to lead to this massive failure and create problems in your relationship, in your job, in your finances. So we start looking externally for these answers. We ask our mentors, our people that we look up to, because we think that Somehow they must have the experience and the knowledge to make these decisions. We stop believing in ourselves and our ability to know what is the right thing for us. Sometimes even when we get advice and recommendations from our mentors, we still feel like we can't make a choice. It's just too hard. It feels unsafe to go out there and do these things. But what it is, we are in a place that is familiar that's comfortable, that we know. And, and that's totally okay. But if we want something different, if we want something new, that's not going to grow from the space of comfort. We need to get out to the growth zone to really be able to create the changes and the results that we want to see. And that includes some discomfort. That includes some uncertainty. So the question is, staying where you are, 
being comfortable, but not making progress or making the decision that you are going to trust yourself, that you do have the answers. You just have to work through the fog of confusion. You can find clarity in what you want to do. Action creates clarity and you make one small decision. You take some action, see what the results are, see what you get. You make another decision based on the results that you got, based on the action that you took. You're going to get more and more clarity as you build your small, simple steps to keep taking nano actions and making nano decisions. It doesn't have to be huge. We can make changes by just taking small steps. Another indulgent emotion that can add to the space of confusion and indecision is doubt. Doubt actually makes you second guess yourself. What can you do? What is your skill? What is your abilities? What's your talents? Can you actually do it? Makes you wonder if you are worthy, if you are enough to take this bold action. And again, building that fear of failure, fear of what could happen. And because of that fear, staying stuck in a place, nothing happens, right? Where things are comfortable. What would it look like if you were willing to accept that discomfort of not knowing, of trying, the uncertainty. Again, not saying that you have to take a huge change from where you are, but what if you could take just a step, pick one small action that allows you to move forward. And by continuing to work in this space, you will build clarity on what your next step is going to be. And last but not least is that space of being busy and subsequently being exhausted. So you're either too busy or too exhausted to make any changes, to do the things. Now there is true physical exhaustion. And I want you to know that absolutely it's important to rest. That rest and recovery is important when you are physically exhausted. But at some level, we need to start examining how are we spending our time? A time inventory is a great way to do this. Essentially, what you're doing is you're looking at your past one to two weeks and looking at how are you spending time? Really getting very analytical. And you can use an Excel sheet to do this. You can use your Google Calendar to do this. Really making sure that the data that you have is true. So if you say you did one hour of work, and that's reflected. But if you actually did four hours of work, but you only have it blocked out for one hour, that's not good data. So we want to make sure that we are really getting information and then we get to explore instead of the stories that we tell ourselves, oh, I work so much and traffic is terrible and I am doing all of these things. I don't know where my time goes. Time is a neutral, beautiful thing that we have complete control control and knowledge of when we open our minds. A lot of times when we say things like, I don't have enough time, or I don't know where my time goes, there is an underlying fear that is actually keeping us from really analyzing this. So if you feel exhausted, super busy, like you're running on a hamster wheel and not getting what you want, then a time inventory is a great space to look at and say, how am I truly spending my time? What are the things that I tell myself I'm going to do? And do I honor those commitments? Do things show up on my calendar that 
I don't really want to do, that I haven't agreed to, but somehow it still ends up as something that I need to do. Just understanding how your time is being allocated right now. And then you get to explore. What does it mean to be busy? Are you having time for sleep, to eat, to rest, to connect? Are you spending more time than you want to? doing things such as work, maybe some administrative work or medical charting or laundry or cleaning the house or maybe time on social media, running errands. Is there something that you can eliminate from your calendar? What are the things that you don't need to be doing? Is there anything that you can delegate? Maybe there are things that need to be done, but you still don't have to do them. I have explored the space so deeply because the emotion of being busy, of not having enough time was something that I identified with so deeply. You know, I thought it was a fact that of course it makes sense. I'm a surgeon. I have three kids. I have a coaching business. I do a podcast. I have family commitments. I have community commitments. I have all of these things that I do. I am so busy. Of course it makes sense that I am super busy and exhausted. And this is just the way my life is going to be. I believe that. And this prevented me from creating something that I really wanted, which is I wanted to feel like my days were fulfilling and productive without feeling like at the end of the day, I am so exhausted, irritable, and cranky because I don't want to finish my day cranky. I'm sure no one does, but that was something that was really important to me. So I've been working on, and I'm still tweaking a few things here and there, but I'm grateful that so many things have changed as I've explored this. I started with the time inventory and I looked at what are the things that I don't need to be doing at all? What are the things that I'm okay with not being done? Some of the things that I gave up is, I don't worry about keeping the house tidy all the time. That's okay. It doesn't bother me. I do it once a week. And then occasionally if someone's coming to visit, I might ask the kids, hey, clean up. But otherwise, it's really not important to me. I used to do a lot of elaborate meals. I love to cook. And it's a space that I've really enjoyed. But I realized that I was spending so much time cooking and baking and doing all of these things. That's not really the space that I'm in right now. That there are other things going on that I really wanted to focus on. Just recognizing and giving myself permission that it's okay to have periods in my life that I focus on different things was just so freeing. So essentially, I got to acknowledge, yes, I love this. And no, I don't have time to do all of this at the same time. So as you explore what is filling your time, you may find that there are things that you love or that you want to focus on. And that's great. But just know by spreading yourself thin across a cross-sectional area of a variety of things to do is really not sustainable. It is not productive and it contributes to the overall exhaustion and busyness that we experience in life that keeps us from making progress in each of these areas. Really, I try to have only one thing that I focus on over a period of time. I'll have a few other things going on that is all automated. I try to automate, essentially build habits is what I'm talking about, but I build habits around the routines in my life. What I do, how I manage my meal prep and planning, how I manage my mornings and evenings, how I manage bedtime with the children, or how I manage pick up and drop off of their activities they're doing. Once all of those things have been automated, then I get to explore, okay, with my creativity, with my brain power, 
power energy space. What do I want to actually do? What do I want to focus on? And I work on one thing at a time so that I can actually create some massive changes in each of these sections. And ultimately, once I've figured out what I'm doing in that space, then again, I try to automate it so it fits into my life. And it leaves me with extra brain space to do other things. So for instance, when I was building habits of changing the way I ate, as far as increasing my water intake and increasing my fruit and vegetable intake, those were two big goals for me because I felt like those two really contributed to my general well-being and health. And that required some thought, some planning, a step-by-step approach to both designing and implementing that habit. But once it was created, then it was just part of my day. And I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to do anything special for it. It was just part of my grocery shopping. It was part of the way I set up my morning, having a water bottle at my table and having reminders to go refill them at certain intervals. So I want you to consider what are the things right now that are really cluttering your life, that are really taking up a lot of energy and time? Is there a way to automate this? How can you build habits around this and make it fit into your life in a way that feels easy and simple? Don't try to do 10 habits at the same time. Work on one habit at a time. And if you are interested to know more about habit building, I have a mini course called 21 Days to Build Successful Habits that I am offering for the month of April as a special bonus. So if this is something that you're interested in, then let me know. I'd be happy to tell you more about it and explore how do you design and implement habits so that you can create ease in your life in a way that doesn't feel like you're constantly having to make decisions and getting into that place of decision fatigue. So we talked about automating and we talked about eliminating things that you don't need to be doing at all delegating things that others can help with so you can create ease. And ultimately, what you want to do is know that you can do many things, but you cannot do all of them at the same time. So creating areas of focus that you really spend time developing and growing, nurturing and nourishing in your life, and then layering these habits one upon each other is really the way to build that ease and that progress that you're looking for. We had the opportunity to explore what are indulgent emotions. Essentially, they're emotions that keep us stuck. And how do they show up in our life? They show up really sneakily, right? We think they're protective. So doubt, confusion, being super busy, being exhausted, being in that space of comfort. You think, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Everybody is in that space, right? We all want to be comfortable. But how can we create results if we are in a place where we're not making decisions, where we are allowing our doubt, our confusion to keep us somewhere that we know it's not really where we want to be, but that first step of moving ahead can feel overwhelming, can feel exhausting. And so then comes the procrastination, then comes the way we tell stories in our mind, our thoughts that says, of course I'm busy. Yeah. And that's okay. I'll just focus on my dreams later. Of course, I don't want to be cranky and irritable. 
but I don't know what else to do. This is just the way it is. Reality is we have the ability to change things. This is not just the way it is. We can change the mindset and the thoughts and feelings that are keeping us in that space of being stuck. And I also wanted to just touch on one more emotion. This emotion feels natural. It feels protective, but it is exhausting. It is draining and takes up a lot of time. I'm talking about worry, anxiety. Now, I want to separate something. There is generalized worry and some anxiety that can keep us stuck. And I'm going to share some strategies to help you with that. But if you feel like your anxiety is something that you cannot control, that you're struggling with, I want you to know that there is help that you can get for that. I would encourage you to talk to your doctor to get more information on therapy and medications and other support that you can get for anxiety and feelings of sadness that you feel you really just can't get out of. And this is a space that I just want to raise awareness especially with everything that has been going on with the war and the pandemic and changes in our jobs and loved ones getting sick with COVID, having complications, dying, all of the things that have been happening over the last few years. So if you feel like you're struggling to cope, please know that you are not alone, that this is not something that you have to figure out or take care of on your own, and you can ask for help. There are resources that I've provided in some of my previous episodes, as well as your doctor is always a great place to start with and say, yes, I am struggling with this and I need help. That's it. So I just wanted to open that space and to offer that as a way for you to know that there are things that we can work on, that we can change and we can improve. And then sometimes there's, there are things that it's really hard to do that on your own and getting support is the best way to get started. Okay. So coming back to worry and some generalized anxiety. I used to be a huge worry ward. It was just my identity. Yeah, I worried about everything. All the things that could happen, all the terrible things. When I was in medical school, I felt like my family was going to get all the diseases that I was learning. I don't know that I worried so much that I was going to get it, but I really worried a lot about my family, about my children, about friends and loved ones. How are they doing? What's going to happen? I, I worried about all the things that I'm learning. What if I couldn't learn everything? What if I couldn't be good enough? What if I wasn't worthy? What if I wasn't what if I couldn't be a good mom? And so there was all of these spiraling thoughts of what ifs, what could happen. And of course, also worrying about what would people think about things? What would people think about me? How would it be? What, what are the things that have come up for the things that have happened in the past or, or things that could happen in the future? Does this feel familiar? Are these things that you have struggled with? Just like not having a beginning or an end to the space of worry from morning to night. Every time I would say, sit down to enjoy a meal with my family. Every time I would sit down to focus or learn something, I just felt like I couldn't think beyond my worry. And what I realized is that, and one day as I was going through coaching and asking for help and all of the things, what I realized is that I have been using worry as a comforting blanket. It was familiar to me. It was a space that I had been in for so long that I thought the anxiety and the worry kept me safe because 
I'm thinking about all the terrible things that could happen. If it happened or not, I felt like I was ready. I thought about it. But then I realized there's no way to think of the millions of scenarios that can happen in life. And so there were still things that caught me unprepared. And because I was spending so much time worrying and ruminating, just thinking about the same thing over and over, why something was terrible, why this was a difficult experience, why it was challenging, why I had no control over my life or my work or my parenthood, I realized, wow, this is first of all, exhausting and training, but this is keeping me in a place I don't want to be. And it is preventing me from changing, from growing into the person that I did want to be. So I tackled it like a habit. I had a habit of worrying. I had a habit of ruminating. Now, what can I do to change this? So I first acknowledged that this is a long-term habit. I am not going to be able to cold turkey cut this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create spaces. So I'm going to create a time and a location for my rumination and worries, right? Just like you create an implementation intention for a habit that you want to grow, you can let go of old habits that you don't want by following the same protocol, the same design. So my implementation intention was that I would create a space for rumination. I was ruminating and worrying all day long, 24-7. So uh, I don't want to just take it all away and feel anxious that I'm not doing that. So I created about three to four time periods. So I started with 30 minutes and then I slowly cut back down. And, and I had a really comfortable, familiar space that I could look out and see nature. And it was lots of sunlight, direct connection to nature. And it was a space that I felt safe and comfortable. So I would find myself there sometimes with a cup of tea or coffee or a snack. A lot of times really just me. And I got to sit there and think about whatever I wanted. I could worry as much as my little heart desired. Initially, it was helpful because every time I was doing something uh, or I was trying to focus on something and this thought that generated that feeling of worry or the room, the pattern of rumination started, I would remind myself, oh, Serene, don't worry about it. In, In two hours, you have your time to ruminate. So right now you could just relax and focus on your work. And so I really started compartmentalizing my rumination into these time periods that I had chosen with love and compassion for myself because I knew I needed that or I felt like I needed that but I wanted to learn how to let go. So over time, four times a day became three, became two, ones, and then I didn't need it anymore. The initial 30 minutes became 15 and I I think I kind of kept it at 15 and then I just decreased the number of times that I was doing But over time, what I realized is that as I was sitting there and allowing my mind to just grown, I could just think and be that I actually didn't want to ruminate anymore. I didn't have anything that I wanted to worry about because I'm sitting there and it's so beautiful and peaceful. And sometimes I would sit there and just date and I would start thinking of fun things that I like to do. Or I would think of a funny memory from the day before with the kids and all of the things that it generated. And over time, my time for rumination became my time for daydreaming, became my time for just thought exploration and thought wandering, just allowing my 
that brain to wander and to think what could be. And eventually this time actually went away because I didn't feel like I needed that space or time anymore. And I felt so loved and supported by myself through this journey because initially my thoughts were all of judgment. What's wrong with you, Serene? You know, this is not helping. You should be able to just quit this. You've done all of the other work. Like, why can't you just give this up? And I realized that shaming, blaming, and using guilt is not motivating me to change. I just felt awful. I felt like it was beyond my control. But by reminding and telling myself, it's okay. Of course, this is something that is familiar to you that you've been doing for so long, years and years since I was a child. Of course, it's hard to give it up. It's That's okay. I'm a human. I don't have to just snap my fingers and figure it out. I'm going to have to figure it out on my own time. And now look, I have given myself the gift and grace of time so I can explore what this means. I can explore how it feels to separate the action of worrying and rumination from my identity that, yeah, I used to be a warrior, but no, that's not who I am anymore. That's not what I want to be. And actually, I didn't plan for it to be a daydreaming session, but allowing my brain space to think, to ruminate if I wanted to, to be creative, my brain, my mind actually came up with the idea, hey, I don't have anything to, to worry about today. Why don't I just sit here and still enjoy this? And what else could I do with this time? The answers are always within us. And when we stop judging ourselves, when we stop pressuring ourselves to do something faster than we want to, faster than we're ready to, when we provide the support and the grace and the space, the answers will always come because they're just right there under our subconscious waiting for us to connect back to it. So I hope that was helpful. I want you to explore what is going on in your life right now. Either a, a habitual pattern of thinking or taking action or which of these indulgent emotions that I've shared today are resonating for you because it's a struggle that you feel every day. That's not where you want to be, but you just aren't sure how to change and know that change is always available to you. It just takes a few questions. It takes connecting to yourself and ultimately knowing that the clarity that you seek, the answers that you seek are right there for you to explore and understand. Our emotions are always telling us something. And indulgent emotions are telling us there's something that we're afraid of, that underlying fear of failure, fear of making the wrong decision, fear of leaving that comfort zone. And of course, that's normal. We're human and we are going to experience this. So the goal isn't to make them all go away. The goal is to recognize them when they show up and then to tell yourself, I can see that I am indulging in doubt or indecision or busyness. So what does this mean for me? What is actually going on in my life that I'm afraid to uncover or find out? What if the fear and all the thoughts surrounding it is actually creating more pain and suffering? Actually just knowing the answer will allow you to move on and keep creating the results that you want to see. What are you willing to consider letting go and exploring so you can finally get out of being stuck and create 
the results that you want to see. And if you want to take it even deeper and really apply this to your life, if you're tired of the excuses of being in the same place every day, having the same problems, not understanding or not knowing how to create that change, then I invite you to set up a time and talk to me. You can connect with me on social media. You can find me on my website, www.serenitywellnessmd.com. And you can schedule a call with me. You can find my scheduling link on the show notes so we can explore what this means to your unique set of needs. We can explore what are the places where you don't have clarity in your life, where you're looking to create changes, but you've been in the same place stuck and overwhelmed. The first session is free where we really just explore what is going on and what are the things that you need to do to create that change, how to overcome the overwhelm. So this is not what we continue to experience on a daily basis. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then I invite you to explore this because the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. I hope that you explore some of the questions and moments for reflection that I've shared today. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.